From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Damn right. Woo! All right, man. It has been a day. Just a day. I a just, day of all days. Well, I just wrapped up a uh, the triple brew. Back to back to back to back. Started at, uh, or just back to back to back. Uh, started at 8.30 a.m., finished at, well, uh, about quarter to four. <laughs> How many hours is that? And that's what, uh, so 16, about eight hours. Yep. Yeah, it's about an eight-hour day right there, buddy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. <laughs> fun. Will you? <laughs> that's, uh, that's I, what you call it. Anyway. I have eaten two eggs today, and now this glass of beer. So we're going to see how it goes. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> should probably eat a little bit. I haven't had time. Yeah, you probably should now. Not right now. Not right now. We're on We're on the air. <laughs> we're going to be back. <laughs> Casey's going to go eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> no, uh, well, and right after this, I don't have time to eat either because I have to get show notes done and then dive right into Department of Defense at 6. Man, and that then sucks. right after that, I'm diving into uh, a new show that we're working on uh, with somebody else. So it's going to be a fun day. It's going to be a good day. I might eat by 10. Well, that, that'll be nice for you. Oh, At least I'm so you'll excited. maybe eventually possibly eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got I got some liquid dinner to there you go. get me through. Anyway, man, that's enough about my day. Right. How, well, actually, it's not. We're going to talk a little bit more about it in a minute, but uh, we'll talk about your brewing thing since... Beer-related. Beer-related yeah, things. Yeah, I, I'm working on it, man. Well... Still getting him back into the groove. For me, uh, Spencer and I bottled some M-E-A-D mead. Me, me, what, what, what is that? What is that? <laughs> uh, when is he coming down to bring it on the show? I talked to him, and we're going to have to arrange something. Uh, yeah. he, he wants to come on and bring it on. Um, but we had some mead, tried some mead. All right. And it was, it was good again. Um, so it'll be, it'll be cool to have him come on and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had a guest in studio in a while. Yeah. So, but I tried that. I helped him bottle and everything. We got that done a couple days ago. Um, so besides that, not a whole lot. Uh, I tried the... I, a, a beer that was interesting to me. I tried uh, Sam Adams, like, uh, their IPA. Like, like their Rebel, or? Yeah, but it was Rebel something. Like, they put an extra word on it. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was just. Rebel Rouser? Rebel Juiced? Juiced. Rebel Juiced. Pretty sure what happened was they took the Rebel IPA and poured pineapple juice in it. Because it tasted like pineapple juice. Uh, mangoes is what they put in it. They just put that juice in there, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Like, it wasn't brewed with it. Like, they, it tastes like you took a beer and put mango juice okay. in it. So, their website, first of all, sucks. You can't just type your your, uh, your year in. Yeah. You have to actually scroll. Uh. All right. Um. Yeah, so they put, they literally put... Uh, 
mango juice in it. Perfect. I knew it. Because it did not taste like it was brewed with something. It tasted like you took beer and poured juice in it. Well, no, and it looks like they used a ton of mosaic. And then uh, a hop I haven't heard of, uh, Mandarina. Huh? Uh, they used they used Zeus, Mosaic, and Mandarina. Okay. Mandarina hops. But if you're already using, like, Mosaic already has a big mango flavor, why do you need the... I don't know. It was drinking. It was not terrible, but I tasted it and I was like, "Whoa, that is that is a lot of juice flavor." Because it tasted like I was taking a sip of juice with beer in it, which is apparently what I was doing. Yep. And so I was just like, "It's it's a bit much. It's oh, too much." It also has natural flavors added. Yeah, nice. Along with the mango juice, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what, what that, that means, means. but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it'd be a good introduction for somebody who's like at that beginner step of beers and wants to go to the IPA level. Yeah. Cuz it was it was bitter like an IPA sort of, but not as not nearly as much as most. Okay. And it was juicy, so it tasted like juice. It wasn't a terrible mix, just as an IPA it was bad. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, the flavor wasn't bad, but as an IPA, it wasn't it good. It wasn't great. Because it just tasted wrong. Yeah, and I, like, I mean, it is a specialty IPA, I guess. Well, and and, I, and it's possible he it fits that style. It just tasted not mm. like an IPA. Well, it, the you would you would file it under, because we've gotten kind of anal about styles, you would file it under uh, fruit beers, I would think, maybe? But you're not. I don't know if they fermented the mango juice. So if you don't it didn't ferment, taste like if, it. if you don't ferment the juice and it's just an additive, then it's not really what. What is that? There's. Uh, it's like a shandy almost. Yeah, I don't know. They took. It tasted like they took Rebel IPA out, like a keg of it, and then dumped juice in hmm. after it was already fermented and ready to go. Because it wasn't blended well. Like, there was no, like, balance of flavor. See, now I almost wish we had some to try it while we're talking about it. I do, too, actually. But I tried that. Um, So that was just one thing I thought was interesting, because that's a weird approach. Yeah. And I I didn't even look it up, and I'm glad that you looked it up, because I knew it. Like, you could just taste that. Like, that's what they did. It didn't taste like it was brewed and balanced. But that was an interesting thing I encountered. It's not terribly surprising from Sam Adams. No. Like, it's a little bit of a weird thing to do, but they're trying to get... It reminds me of, like, you see it all the time, like, those big breweries trying to get in on the, on, like, the new things and doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, people are really liking those New England IPAs. Let's just throw flowers in It's supposed to have juice. It's supposed to be really (laughs) juicy, so add juice. It's like no, you're, you missed the point. That's not where. That's not how it works. You but screwed you up. <laughs> you done screwed up, like, Sammy. That's, when I tried it, that's how I imagined that meeting was like. Yeah. Like, what do we do? What do we got to do? Well, we don't know how to brew that, but we have an IPA, or we have juice, and we have juice, and everyone was probably like, "Oh yeah, good idea," and somebody ran with it and shouldn't have. Yeah, but I don't know. It was weird. It's just a strange <laughs> thing to encounter. Got some juice over here. Especially because I didn't expect it. Yeah. And then it hit my taste buds and it was like, what? 
Yeah, I, I don't think I've tasted anything, like, super crazy. Um, like, I'd have to check my untapped, but, like, there we did our Wednesday night tasting at, uh, at Pitchfork again. Like, mm-hmm. a bunch of people show up and do kind of, like, a bottle chair thing. Some good stuff, but nothing, like, that I really feel like I need to report. Yeah. Um, actually, Black Note this year from Bell's, really good. Yeah. Usually is, but, you know, it was really <clears> good. We're doing uh, Central Waters next weekend. Oh, really yeah. Really excited about that. So that'll C-dub. be that'll be awesome. And then it's not 100% confirmed, but I'm like 95% sure that we're judging a hot dish competition afterwards. <laughs> like on Sunday, on our way back. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, they're bringing in BNS as like uh, celebrity judges. That's kind of weird and interesting. It's Hop and Barrel, man. Like, oh. I don't know that we really the authority on hot dishes. Dude, but how many hot dishes have you eaten? Quite a few. And I have also eaten quite a few hot dishes. I call them casseroles, but well, a hot dish and a casserole are pretty much the same thing. It is right? the same yeah. thing. It's just like here is the only place that calls it hot. Well, dish. see, my family always called a very specific thing hot dish. Oh, yeah. it was like tater tots and cream of mushroom soup and, and then, green beans and hamburger. Oh, and then everything else was casserole. Yep. Oh, so you guys had an even different thing. Yeah. But then again, my family also doesn't call Sloppy Joe's Sloppy Joe's. They call them taverns because we're from South Dakota. That's weird. <laughs> and it's just a tavern sandwich. Oh, I see. It's like a sandwich you'd get in a tavern. Yeah. Ah, that's what that. No, I casserole is what I grew up calling it. And when I heard people like hot dish, I was like, what? like what kind of hot dish? Like I figured it was like a warm food is what we were going to have. Yeah. And I was like, there's a lot of warm food. What? It, what is it? Corn dogs, like something. What? What's up? What is it? So, that was I, an interesting adjustment. I just thought of the discussion topic for the Department of Events tonight. Hot dish. Hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a deep dive on hot dish tonight, <laughs> and it's gonna be amazing. Because <laughs> uh, you know, Carlos has some very specific opinions about hot dish. Oh, he's he's gonna have some very interesting <laughs> things to say about it. It's going to be amazing. All right. you That's a little peek behind the curtain on how show ideas come up, guys. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, all right. So brew, or, uh, beer beer related. Otherwise, uh, today I did the, the triple brew. Um, this morning I knocked out the, the bitter. The best bitter. I knocked out the uh, uh, the Weizenbach. Weizenbach. And then I knocked out the Lichtenhainer finally. Nice. Uh, so that was that was kind of my day. It's been so cold, I literally could not brew. Yeah. Like, since the first of the year. It's yeah, been until, that cold. Until today, and we're finally in, like, a little warm-up. Yeah, so I've fallen behind a little bit on what I need to brew. Hoping to get caught back up here in February. Because yeah. I can't brew again next weekend, because we're going to be gone the entire weekend. Yeah, we will be. I might be able to sneak one in Friday night, is what I'm... Maybe hoping, but also I don't have any empty bottles, don't have any empty kegs, don't have any empty fermenters. <laughs> well, maybe we could talk about it. Maybe Friday I can bring over bottles that if I can find some. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, we well, no, get, we have yeah. the uh, problem is I don't want to accrue any more bottles. <laughs> we just need to have a drinking day. Yeah, I suppose we probably. But do need to I do think that. I feel like that's part of our brewing thing is we need to sit down. We need to get to work. Yeah, we need to get a bunch of people over and just drink this. Well, Carlos and I figured it out. We need six people to come and drink eight bottles of beer apiece. Yeah. And then we can do a batch. There you go. 
Because <laughs> we were, well, we tried to kill a keg last night. We came close, but I ended up uh, ranting about uh, the flash at him. For <laughs> <laughs> and then he decided he was done. <laughs> It was a night. <laughs> Kick the keg. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are going to try one of our previous beers now. Uh, the Belgian Double. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I hate Belgians, uh, but I took a little sneak at it, or at it earlier just to see if it was carbonated because we've been having carbonation issues because it's been so cold. This one's carbonated. <clears throat> Yeah, that looks nice. Yeah. I feel like it'll carb up just a little bit more as it warms up a little bit. Uh, yeah, as it probably the bottles will. do. But it is right where we need it to be. Yeah, it's definitely carbed. Oh, yeah. All so right. That's good. So, our recipe for the Belgian Double was super simple it was 10 pounds of Belgian Pilsner and then one and a half pounds of amber candy sugar. Mm. Uh, and then we did one and a half ounces of saws at 60 minutes and fermented with Belgian Abbey yeast. That's right, uh, I which was Y yeast uh, 12, 14. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think this was like one of those that we did like it was the third show of a single sitting. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this this is so easy. All right. Yeah. We're it so was, I think now. it was. Yeah. Um, OG was 1063 final gravity. Uh, we finished out about 1012. 1011, 1012. Uh, so we're at about 6.5% on this beer. Righteous. Yep, uh, with 18 IBUs, SRM of 11. I eh, I would say that's about right. Might be a little lighter on that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks about right, But though. yeah, 1011, somewhere in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, overall is- impression, we're looking for a deep reddish copper, moderately strong, complex Trappist ale with rich malty flavors, darker dried fruit esters, and light alcohol blended together in a malty presentation that still finishes fairly dry. So right, uh, well, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. But. So aroma first is uh, we're looking for a complex, rich, sweet, malty aroma, possibly with hints of chocolate, caramel, and or toast, but never roasted or burn aromas. Moderate fruity esters, usually including raisins and plums, sometimes also dried cherries. Esters sometimes include banana, banana or apple. Spicy phenols and higher alcohols are commonly are common. May include light clove and spice, peppery, rose-like, and or perfumey notes. Spicy qualities can be moderate to very low. Alcohol, if present, is soft and never hot or solventy. Low to no spicy herbal or floral hop aroma, typically absent. The malt is most prominent in the balance with esters and a touch of alcohol and support blending together for a harmonious presentation. Alright, uh, I get raisin. <clears throat> Or no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, a little bit of raisin, but a lot of plum and banana. Yeah, I'm getting the plum banana. That's plum banana, a uh, little bit of spiciness on the back. Yep, there's there. a little spicy in there on kind of that supporting character. Mm-hmm. I can smell the malt. Yeah, the malt really comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I smell, the more spice I get, the less banana I get. Like if I, I guess I'm just kind of blocking the banana aroma out. It could be. Yeah, there's still definitely banana in there. Um, the malt is a nice, clean malt aroma. Which I, makes sense, because it's just the single malt. I really like that plum banana spice character, though. Yeah. 
No, that's it's and, very and pleasant. It's it's really it's a really good balance of the three. Like the spice is a little bit less than the plum banana, and it's not overpowering. Yeah. Well, one of my biggest complaints with Belgians usually is they're too spicy. Yeah, and I don't really like that spice character. This has that nice balance. Right. Yeah, this has a good good aroma balance at least. <clears throat> we can. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to give it a thumbs up on the aroma. I think it's spot on. All right. Um, Appearance, dark amber to copper in color with an attractive reddish depth of color, generally clear. Large, dense, long-lasting, creamy, off-white head. So, man, like, we're pushing copper, but it's, uh, it is copper colored. Yeah, it's not a dark copper. It's not dark copper. It's a light copper. Um, And so, like, we could fix that with just some adjunct malts. That would yeah. give it a little bit uh, deeper of a color. But I don't mind the color of this. No, I don't either. Do you think if we used a darker candy sugar, it would have well, we changed used, it too? Maybe. But, we, I mean, we used amber. Oh, we could have We, we could have gone with a darker candy sugar, but then I think we would have gotten more of like a, more like of a raisin or right. like a caramel character in the aroma. I'm just trying to think of different things. Like, yeah. you could do one or the other. You'd get different things. Yeah, if you wanted to stick with the same candy sugar, I think I would do um, just a small amount of some sort of darker adjunct malt. Yeah, just to give it that color. No, I'm not offended by the color. I think maybe it's a little bit light. Well, it's not light because I think it matches the SRM. 10 to 17 is what we're looking for. Yeah, and we're at about an 11. I think it's just kind of an off, like the color isn't exactly what... I, but we you hold it. it up to the light, and that's copper. Yeah, it's a copper color. Yeah, and it's clear. Yeah. The head <clears> sticks <throat> around for a bit. I mean, we keep swirling it, so it, we're pushing the carbonation out. But Yeah. Well, it says dark amber to copper, and it is copper. Yeah, but see, when you say dark amber to copper, I'm like, eh, well, I feel like the copper should be darker than the amber then. and Yeah, I think they're going backwards on it. Yeah, it should be copper to dark amber. Right. I don't know. I think it fits still on the appearance, even though I'm a little confused on exactly what everything means. Yeah. Um, yeah, flavor. That's what we got to talk about most importantly. Um, similar qualities as aroma. Rich, complex, medium to medium full, rich, sweet malt flavor on the palate, yet finishes moderately dry. Complex malt ester, alcohol and phenol interplay. Raisiny flavors are common. Dried fruit flavors are welcome. Clove or pepper spiciness is optional. Balance is always toward the malt. Medium low bitterness that doesn't persist into the aftertaste. Low spicy floral or herbal hop flavor is optional and not usually present. So I get a light malt sweetness. Yeah. Mm. Um, some plum. Yeah. A little bit of that banana coming through. A uh, clove. Yeah, there's a little bit of that clove. It's um, not overpowered. Yeah, there, there's like a hint of caramel. Yeah. Um, right, like kind of on the back end. For the simplicity of this beer, there's a lot of complexity in the flavor. Yeah, there, it's, it's very interesting. I think it's definitely that malt is, or that uh, yeast producing Yeah, and so like the, the malt, the malt is just, it's, it's a little grainy. Mm-hmm. But, man, there's... 
I feel bit like of there's gravy. a flavor in there that I can't quite put my put my finger on. So like a grainy malt sweetness. Um, then I go into plum and banana, and then finish with uh, like clove and uh, clove and like a like a spiciness that I can't quite place. But there's something in the middle that yeah. I don't know. I thought like in the middle it was kind of caramel. Okay, maybe maybe it's just the <clears throat> caramel then. But it's not like really forward. Yeah. It's just kind of subtle in there. You might be tasting something different than me too though. <clears throat> or it might yeah. just be like I want a sandwich and <laughs> a little bit of yeasty beasties. Yeah, you went a little too down, too far down on that. That's fine. Maybe I'll get a different profile. Yeah. Launch some farts at my dad later when we're watching football. Well, <laughs> if I drink all this yeast, <laughs> a little bit more yeasty than you're than you're looking for. <laughs> oh, hey man, I got uh, three sacks of malt that you can pull out of the garbage and bring to your mom during some brownie points after yeah, we're done here. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, mouthfeel, medium <clears throat> full, or uh, I'm sorry, flavor, right, yay or nay. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. We got the flavor. I think the flavor's on point. We're hitting a lot of the stuff. Um, not a lot of the alcohol, but there is... I think there's some in there. It's, there's definitely some alcohol in here. Yeah. It feels warming in my tummy. Yeah, but it, like... The problem with this beer... I, when I've never really had this problem with a Belgian before. Is it's sneaky. It is. Uh, usually, like, with a Belgian, the... Like the offensive Belgian characters slow me down. <laughs> With this one, I really like it. Like, yeah. it's it's fruity, it's sweet with a little bit of spice to balance it out, and yeah. I don't taste the booze. No, but you feel it right in your tummy. Yeah, right in the and tum you're just tum. Like, ooh, ooh, it's like I just had a cup of soup. Yeah, it's kind of interesting going down. Like, it, I don't feel it in my mouth or my throat. It's right in the tummy. It warms up. And this thing finishes really dry, too. Yeah, it's a good dry finish. So you're like, well, okay, I'm thirsty again. Better get another. <laughs> All right, uh, mouthfeel. Medium full body, medium high carbonation, which can influence the perception of body. Low alcohol warmth. Smooth, never hot or solventy. Definitely smooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like that. The body's there. It's There's not the thin. low alcohol warmth. Carbonation's on. Yep. No, I think this hits everything in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give this beer a thumbs up. I really like this, this beer. This beer gets the old green check again. Green check. Ooh, I do love giving it the green check. I do too. Because that means less work <clears throat> at the <Yep>. end. <laughs> less rebrew. Woohoo, less rebrew. All right. Well, what are we talking about today, Rick? Well, the one you sent me says Belgian Pale. And uh, that was the second one that we were going to talk about. God, you keep doing that. Well, because I said two shows, and I was like, oh, I got to do notes oh, for the other show. And they're like, well, I can only do one. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't have to do those notes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got confused because you sent me this like a long time ago. Well, it was like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Anyway, right. yeah, Ode Brune. 23C European Sour Ale. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have one to try. 
Um, so we're, we're going to kind of be doing this one by the seat of our pants again. But fun fact, uh, some of our other sours are getting like really close to being ready to go. <laughs> so you can see how we've actually done in some of these sours. Yeah. Like, so I've dated all of the sours back there. I think our, our oldest one is the Lambic. I think that one's approaching four or five months now. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Flanders Red, which uh, begin, uh, start of February, I have a reminder set where I get to uh, put some wine-soaked oak staves in it Ooh. to uh, kind of emulate barrel aging. Right. So, yeah, pretty well, excited. We got some interesting stuff coming to see if we were successful in this stuff. Yep. See if we can turn Rick into a sour <clears throat> beer drinker or not. Well... I don't know that I'll ever be interested in drinking sour beers, but I can probably have them. <laughs> well, man, as soon as like as soon as you're up there, we gotta we gotta tr- do a trip out to Cascade Barrel House sometime, and yeah, yeah, I'd be game. I Mostly because I just want to go back to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> well. There's right. plenty of other beer out there too. So. There's a re- yeah. Anyway, not important. Uh, all right. So Oud Brun. Uh, overall impression, a malty, fruity, aged, somewhat sour, Belgian-style brown ale. Already on Rick's, like, top list, because it's somewhat sour. Yeah. No, that's Not a good sour, idea. just somewhat. <laughs> uh, aroma we're looking at. A uh, complex combination of fruity esters and rich malt character. Medium to medium-high esters commonly reminiscent of raisins, plums, figs, dates, black cherries, or prunes. Medium-low to medium-high malt character. Of caramel, toffee, orange, treacle, or chocolate. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. A sherry-like character may be present and generally denotes an aged example. A low sour aroma may be present and can modestly increase with age, but should not grow to a noticeable ascetic vinegary character. Yeah, vinegary would be bad. That's not very great. Uh, Hump aroma absent. Diacetyl is perceived only in very minor qualities, if at all, as a complementary aroma. No thanks. Yeah, we can we can try to keep the diacetyl to no. <laughs> Let's not have any of that. Yeah, we can keep the butter popcorn in the popcorn. I'm good with that. Then again, there are some breweries that I'm pretty sure the only reason they serve butter popcorn is so they can blame the diacetyl. No, 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 you're just eating popcorn. That's so shady. (laughs) All right, appearance. I love how I get the small ones. Dark reddish brown to brown in color. Good clarity. Average to good head retention. Ivory to light tan head color. There you have it. Uh, Flavor. Malty with fruity complexity and typically some caramel character. Medium to medium high fruitiness commonly includes dark or dried fruits such as raisins, plums, figs, dates, black cherries, or prunes. Medium low to medium high malt character of caramel, toffee, orange, treacle, or chocolate. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. A slight sourness often becomes more pronounced in well-aged examples along with some sherry-like character producing a sweet and sour profile. The sourness should not grow to a noticeable ascetic vinegary character, as with the aroma. Hot flavor absent. Restrained hot bitterness. Low oxidation is appropriate as a point of complexity. 
Diacetyl is perceived only in very minor quantities, if at all, as a complementary flavor. No, thank you. Balance is malty, but with fruitiness and sourness present. Sweet and tart finish. So it sounds like we're we're aiming for like uh, like a sweet and sour <clears throat> mix, yeah. or uh, maybe like a like almost like a whiskey sour type character. Yeah, like like a little tart rather than sour. Yeah, yeah. Where you just have like little tartness in the drink. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me too. All right. Um, mouthfeel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like I look at the paragraphs that you get, and then it just so happens medium to medium full body, low to moderate carbonation, no astringency. Well, I'm done. What took you so long? <laughs> no, you just you do it on purpose because you always take the beginning and then it does that. Well, no, that's just, I just accepted it. I, it's, I don't care. <laughs> that's the format we decided on. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't your idea. It's just what happened. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm fine. Um, <clears throat> uh, comments. Long aging and blending of young and aged beer may occur, adding smoothness and complexity and balancing any harsh sour character. This style was designed to lay down so examples with a moderate age. I feel like they're missing a comma there. Yeah. Designed to lay down. Comma. So... So examples with a moderate aged character are considered superior to young examples. Okay. As in Fruit Lambic's Oud Brun. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oud Brun. Oud Brun. Brun. Can be used as a base for fruit-flavored beers such as Creek Cherries or Frambozen Raspberries, though these should be entered in the classic style fruit beer category. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, Oudbrun is a really interesting style. I I don't know if you've ever had any, but, like, it's it's a tart brown ale. No, I don't think I've had one. Yeah. Um, not one of my favorite sours. Yeah. Uh, Miles, uh, for those you guys, you long-time listeners, uh, my, my old co-host, he loved Oudbruns. Like, every year, uh, New Glarus, a, you know, the Wisconsin brewery, does... And it, or uh, does a sour ale, and for a couple, or it was for a while. It was like every other year they do the Oud Brun, mm-hmm. and he like he would buy that, he would stock it up, and I'm like, but this tastes just like a brown ale that's off, and I don't <laughs> like brown ales to begin with. Like, <laughs> this is this is an issue. It tastes bad. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I came around eventually into uh, just not drinking them. There so, you go. Yeah, it fixed my problem. <laughs> right, uh, history. An old ale tradition indigenous to East Flanders as opposed to West Flanders. Mm-hmm. Don't get those two confused. They're, they're at war. They're very, they don't like each other. Nope. I looked up Flanders the other day. Yeah? Yeah, because I was curious. Yeah? Where is Flanders? Are you asking me? Well, and I don't remember I don't what I read. Uh, I want to say it was Belgium. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Like, and, like, so, like, in, so, like, the France-Belgium thing gets very, like, nebulous. Yeah. the word. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. have any idea where Flanders is. Anyway. You could um, be right. Yeah, typified by the products of the Leafman Brewery, now owned by Riva, which has roots back to the 1600s. Historically brewed as a provision beer, 
that would develop some sourness as it aged. We need to bring back provision beer. That needs to be a thing. What is that? So provision beer, if if I'm not mistaken, was basically your employer would give it to you like this is your beer for the day. Ah. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> that. And, in, and increase productivity. Yeah. <laughs> we should definitely do that. Uh, that would develop some sourness as age. Uh, these beers were typically more sour than current commercial examples. While Flanders red uh, beers are aged in oak, the brown beers uh, are warm aged in stainless steel. Ooh. So we got another use for our brew belts, I guess. There we go. Uh, I don't have any stainless steel, so we're going to use glass or plastic. Probably glass. That'll work. All right, let's talk about some characteristic ingredients. A base of Pils malt with judicious amounts of dark caramel malts and a tiny bit of black or roast malt. Often includes maize. That's interesting. Let's get some maize. We haven't used, I don't think we've used flake corn since the cream ale. I don't believe we have, and we had to drive to Pitchfork to get some. Yep. <laughs> um, so, low alpha acid continental hops are typical avoid high alpha or distinctive american hops saccharomyces and lactobacillus and oh this is a new one acetobacter acetobacter contribute to the fermentation and eventual flavor Uh, lactobacillus reacts poorly to elevated levels of alcohol water high in carbonates is typical of its home region and will buffer the acidity of darker malts and lactic sourness. Magnesium in the water accentuates the sourness. Acetobacter is a bad bacter. Is it? Well, all right. So acetobacter is a genus of acetic acid bacteria. Acetic acid bacteria are characterized by their ability to convert ethanol, the thing we want, into acetic acid, the thing we don't want. Oh. In the presence of oxygen. Oh. Well, we don't want oxygen. Bad acetobacter. Get out of here, Acetobacter. You're taking away our booze. Get out of here. Uh, it's uh, common in vinegars. So, yeah, we definitely don't want any Acetobacter. Yeah, that's gross. Okay. That, right. I mean, I don't oh, know what yeah. to tell no, no, you. That's this I had. Uh, style comparison. A deeper malt character distinguishes these beers from Flanders Red Ales. The Oud Brune is less acetic and maltier than a Flanders Red, and the fruity flavors are more malt-oriented. More malt-oriented. So I, I'm, 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 I'm wondering if we should look at our Flanders recipe or if we should just go off of... I, I feel like we should just go off the characteristic ingredients here. and Probably should. Okay. Um... All right, let's talk about vital statistics. You're doing that? I'm going to set up our recipe. Yes. Um, IBUs we're looking for 20 to 25. SRM of 15 to 22. Looking at an OG of 1040 to 1074. A final gravity of 1008 to 1012. And uh, you want your ABV to be between 4.0 and 8.0. We've got a big-ass range for our ABV. Okay. So uh, now we can probably get somebody to criticize our understanding of languages we never learned and have no 
way of understanding. So I'm going to read this off. Um, some of these commercial Ooh, examples. I kind of want to watch this. Some of these commercial examples are interesting. Ich take gem od udbrun Leafman's Gudenband. Leafman's Leafman's Udbrun. Petrus Udbrun. Riva Vondel. Vander Rinsty Billingmas Brun. Yeah, that wasn't too bad, man. Belgium's Brun, maybe. Um, I like the Leafman's Leafman's Oud Brun. Leafman Leafman. <laughs> Sounds like a law office. Come to Leafman Leafman Oud Brun. <laughs> it does. After your accident. <laughs> All right, let's see. We need some Pilsner malt. We need some Darkera malt. And just search by B. Oops. There we go. Um, you should figure out what kind of hops we should use. All right. Let's see. Trying to... SRM 15 to 22. Well, let's throw some Kara 45 in there. Um, ooh, maybe some... Kara and oh no wait what is this Kara gold I've never used that that sounds like fun and we're using judicious amounts right of what of caramels um yep judicious. I think I'm gonna throw some aromatic Belgian in there too I like that malt do it do it do it um yeah we'll throw that one in there too all right we're gonna go crazy on the malt bill because I think that'll be fun. All right, uh, uh, well, tiny bit of black malt. Okay, fine, we'll use some black malt. <sighs> Debittered black, perfect, from Belgium. All right, SRM, okay. We need to keep some sort of air thing going. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to read. Um, it's kind of hard to find, like. Hmm. So I think I might have found something. If, gosh dang. Um, let's ditch the Kara 45. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, where ABV wise, do we want this to be on the upper end or, um, I don't know, man. Like we have four to eight, so we could have like a nice easy drinking all day or we could have like, I'm going a, something a little higher. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, not like super high, um, but all right. Yeah. Like six, six and a half, seven. Well, we got to figure out what kind of yeast we want to use yet. Well, I found one. Or, uh, well, you figure out the hops. I'm going to work on the yeast. Oh. Well, I found... Okay. The Y-Yeast has an oh. Oud Brun Ale Blend. Do they really? Yeah. What's the what's the number on it? 3209-PC. 3209. It is not in my yeast library, but we're going to use that. That sounds okay. delightful. <laughs> it's, um, it seems about right. So I'm just going to throw, like, Belgian Abbey in as our... 
uh, yeast. So, like, I have Lacto and Belgian Abbey as our yeast here. So now I just need some hops. Why are you... Okay. Sometimes <laughs> I don't understand, but all right. Okay. Um, Hard to find something on this. Hops. Like, we don't want a whole lot of hop character. Right. We want continental. Do we even... Well, yeah, so we do want some hops. These folks are using Willamette. Low alpha acid. Um, I think Willamette sounds like not a bad one. What do That's we what got some for... folks were using online. What are other folks using? Um, uh, Willamette, I always think English, though. Or I guess I, not Willamette. Uh, Willamette's U.S. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't what know. was the one that we used for the triple? Because we've been using Saws, and we decided to take a break from Saws. Yeah, I remember talking about it, but I can't remember which one we used. What did we use? Hmm. Ah, there we go. Uh, 26C. Okay. Shooting shucks. I don't remember what we used. I'm trying to think. Styrian Goldings. Ah. What if we use some Styrian? Hey, I'm good with that, man. That's low alpha, 5%. That's pretty good. Um, How many IBUs do we want? Um, oh, where'd it go? Abu's 20 to 25. You got a kind of a tight range on that. Nope, that was too many. I forgot the, the decimal. Okay, um, announcing a quarter of Syrian Goldings at 60 minutes gives us 21 IBUs. Beautiful, let's do that. All right. I like it. Okay, ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, cool. So I figured out there's a bug in the uh, the Brewtoad software. Fix yeah. it. Well, I didn't fix the bug. Found a workaround. If you put lactobacillus first, it doesn't ferment anything. <laughs> 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 so it won't let you save the recipe. So you All have right. to put it not first. Yep. Okay. All right. Here's our recipe. You ready? You yeah. Ready for this? I'm it's going to be awesome. so excited. It's going to be awesome. All right. 10 pounds of Belgian Pilsner. Mm -hmm. One pound of Cara Belge. Ooh. One pound of aromatic Belgian malt. Nice. One pound of Cara Gold Belgian malt. And then 0.25 pounds of debittered black Belgian malt. All right. And that gives us an SRM of 21. Wonderful. Yep, uh, then we're going to use 1.25 ounces, or, and an OG of 1068. Awesome. Uh, so then half we're going to use Styrian Goldings, 1.25 ounces at 60 minutes for 20 IBUs, or 21 IBUs. Sure. Um, and then we're going to ferment with the Oudbrun strain, or if we can't find that, we're going to use um, the Y-East Lacto blend and Belgian Abbey yeast. Okay. And make our own kind of blend. <clears throat> sure. Get That'll work. tartness in there. Yeah. And that should ferment out to about 6.5%. 6.7%. 6 
Nice. We're hitting all our vitals. We're looking real, real good. Real good. All right. So, yeah. yeah. I'm happy with it. All right. So then, yeah, that's locked in and good to go. Dun, dun. Bum, lock, bum, bum, bum. lock it in. Lock, lock, lock it in. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. I think we're, we're going to leave now. What? We're going to leave now? <laughs> you get to leave. I have another yeah. show in a half hour. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, if you like this show, make sure you check out our other shows on our network. Um, Department of Defense, you guys can get some more beer knowledge. You can also, if you listen to this week's episode, learn about Hot Dish, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Right? Uh, so that show, we talk about uh, beer news, whatever el- whatever else is going on in our lives. Uh, if you like music, check out Soundwave. Soundwave. Hosted by Matt and Carlos. They do a really good job over there. I really like what they're doing. Yeah, I've popped in on a couple of recent episodes. Not here, but I've listened to a couple. Yep. And it's a, it's, it's a really cool... Yeah, uh, they, they, they work have a well really together. Good, yeah, they have a really good thing going on. Yeah. Uh, and then check out Tabletop Theater this month. You can hear me play the best bard ever. And, and you can hear me play the best rogue ever. Well, second best rogue. Well, no. Ab Snow is a pretty good rogue. <laughs> well, <laughs> but but actually, he's really bad. Oh yeah, that's true. And bordering on evil now. Yeah, no, he. What do you mean bordering? <laughs> he murdered somebody. He just straight up murdered somebody. Anyway, so he is the best. If the you if you want to hear some either Dungeons and Dragons or you just like to hear banter among friends at, around while playing a game, that is the show for you. Yeah, it's definitely not like your basement nerd take it seriously yeah D&D. we don't take anything seriously it's more like your basement nerd not take it seriously and drink sort of sort of thing yep <laughs> all right uh if you'd like to support us head over to patreon.com slash blinder studios and become a patron today if you're gonna do any amazon shopping head over to blinderstudios.com click on the amazon link in the our home page then save that link so you don't have to keep going back to our home page before you do any amazon shopping there you that's go. weird uh, and then your Amazon shopping is normal, and then we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.